Welcome back to the Inner Journeys Outer Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Corey Jacobson. And today I have a special co-host. Well, actually, most episodes I have a special co-host, my dog, Ghost. He's been uh, laying by my side for 90% of these episodes, um, which is kind of funny. Um, you'll hear him every once in a while. If you go back to the episodes and you hear something that's a little funny uh, on the audio, that would be him whining. He's a big whiner, so <laughs> we love him, but sometimes he gets a little fussy and he doesn't want to lay around anymore. So if you hear anything weird in the podcast, that's definitely my dog. <laughs> All right, so back on topic. So what we're going to talk about today is why you want more muscle. And now this isn't the extreme of bodybuilders. It's not about getting that much muscle. It's about going from a regular human being to a human being that has 10 to 20 pounds more of muscle mass um, than they would. So I'm talking about somebody that, you know, kind of looks like a stick figure. Going from that to having 10 to 20 pounds of muscle on your frame. Um, and I wanted to start with some myths. So myth number one, by lifting weights, I will get bulky and look like a bodybuilder. Now, I've heard this from both men and women, but more from women than men. Um, this is false because bodybuilders eat and train for five to 20 years to look the way they look. Um, so in the early showings, that's the five, five years, and they don't have quite as much muscle. In the later showings, when they're winning like Olympias and, and stuff like that, that's like 20 years down the line. Like they've put in so much time and effort and also a little bit of help from some substances that may or may not be legal. Um, but it doesn't happen by accident. Just because you're lifting three, four, five days a week does not mean that you're going to look like a bodybuilder by next year. It's kind of hilarious how people think, I'm going to pick this weight up. Bam, I am going to have this gigantic bicep on my arm just because I lifted for two weeks. Wow, that'd be amazing. I wish that that happened for me. I think a lot of people that lift weights wish it was that easy, but it takes years of dedication, discipline, and eating a, an exorbitant amount of food, like a lot of food. It takes so much food to gain muscle. And now I'm not saying about 5,000 calories just to gain a pound of muscle. Like over time, over a long period of time, eating a little bit more food is gonna be what makes that muscle. Um, second myth that I think I've heard a lot is I'm going to lose flexibility or mobility because I'm going to get strong. I won't be able to touch my back because I have so much muscle around me. Um, not necessarily true. I mean, it can be true if, if you're training like a half range of motion lift, you're probably going to get a little bit tighter because you're not using the full accessible range of motion that you have in your body. And I was listening to my arms up and down. If you're just listening to the audio audio, um, but in order to prevent that, you just have to lift in a full range of motion all the way from the bottom all the way to the top as, as big of a range of motion as you can will keep the flexibility and mobility you have. And, and honestly, there's been research out that has come out um, in the last couple of years of a full range of motion training is going to make you more flexible. Because if you think about it, if you go into a deep squat with good form, with a lot of weight on your back, you're going to be pushed into a stretch. And of course, that's going to make you have a bigger range of motion and you're going to get stronger through the entire range of motion rather than just doing a quarter squat or a half squat and thinking that that's you're going to gain a lot of muscle, but you're not going to gain a lot of strength because 
there's a limited range of motion that you're going to gain strength in. Um, I digress. That's more off to where I want, didn't want to go. Um, myth number three, I can't build muscle because I can only lift two to three days a week. I can't tell you how many clients I've trained only two days a week that have gained a lot of muscle and a lot of strength in a couple of months time. Just because you can't lift every single day of the week doesn't mean that you're not going to get stronger and gain muscle. Like it's not true. Um, more days is obviously going to get you results quicker um, and expand on the results that you can get. But that doesn't mean that you can't build muscle if you can't dedicate five days in the gym or six days in the gym. It's just not true. So this is why you want more muscle. You want more muscle because it is a longevity tissue. It helps with metabolic diseases. It helps with feeling good every single day. Like if you ask anybody that's gone from not lifting to lifting, they feel a lot better day to day when they are lifting. It's a stress reliever. Um, more muscle on your body is going to make you more confident and comfortable in your own skin. Um, more muscle on your body is going to keep away those metabolic diseases. going to let you live a life of endless capabilities. Because when you're strong, you are capable. If you are weak, you are less than capable of what you could be. So if you're strong, you can accept any challenge that comes towards you. Like, hey, I need you to lift up this couch and we're going to move it up a, up on a few flights. Like you don't even have to think twice about it when you're strong, when you're your strongest version of yourself. If you are not lifting, you're like, man, I might throw my back out just by trying to bring that up the stairs. If you're strong, you're capable, you can do more things. Um, you can do your hobbies and the activities that you love to do for a very long period of time. Um, I've worked with a couple of people that are in their 60s and they, they see their friends getting to that retirement age. They're complaining about aches and pains all the time. They're complaining about having to walk around. They're complaining that they can't golf anymore or they can't go fishing anymore because they've gotten weak and incapable of enjoying those activities. Or the trade-off is so much to where like, I'm in so much pain doing this activity that I just don't want to do it anymore. So if you're strong, if you have more muscle in your body, you're going to live a longer, healthier life. You're going to do the things that you want to do for a very long time. And it's going to remove limitations in your life as well. And I think that's one of the bigger things that people don't think about is being strong, being capable removes limitations of things that you can go out and do. Um, taking from my own personal experience, I love being strong. I love being able to not have to think twice about going up and lifting something. Um, just the other day in my gym, we were doing one rep maxes. Um, the class before the one I was going to coach, they're doing a deadlift and a couple of the strongest people in that class are going up for a deadlift, going up for one rep max somewhere in the 400 to 455 range. I have not done a heavy deadlift for years upon years, um, but I was able to just walk up to that bar and lift it. Now, it was hard, and I struggled to get it up there. Not Probably not the best idea I've ever had to lift a 400-pound bar without having warmed up at all, but I could do it. Like, if I had to do, if I had to lift a car off somebody with the adrenaline pumping, I could do it. And it feels amazing to be that capable to be that strong, to not have to second guess myself on physical things that happen. I feel like I could almost do anything. Now, 
being young, I also feel like I'm invincible, but that's another thing. Um, there's not many obstacles that come in my way that I can't succeed with or get around or, or survive with if I had to. Um, being strong is amazing. If, yeah, if my parents have asked me to, to go move something for them, um, which they've done plenty of times, I'm the go-to person. feels good to be able to help other people with the things that they need, with parents, with elderly people. Um, you know, I think I've touched on that enough. Um, being strong, being capable feels amazing. And as you age, the thing that I don't think people think of enough is when is the last time you're going to do something? So if it's something you absolutely love to doing that's physical, think about when the, when the last time you're going to do it is. If you're younger, you're obviously not thinking about that at all. But is, is it going to be at 40 years old? Is it going to be at 50 years old? Is it going to be at 60 years old? Like if you love scuba diving, when is, it going to be, when is that going to be the last time you're going to do it? And is it because of you're not taking care of your body or just because age is always going to defeat us? Father time will always beat us. But you can push back on that for a very long period of time. Think about when is the last time you're going to do something. Do you want it to be sooner or later? If you're stronger, it's going to be later. So the rising cause of early death for elderly people in the U.S. is a fall risk. If you fall and break something, you're going to be having a harder time to recover from it because your body's just not working quite as well. It's not in tip-top shape like it used to be, um, and you're going to be more sedentary. And the thing that we know that in sedentary individuals, you're going to lose muscle faster because you can't move your body. And when you're losing muscle faster, your immune system kind of goes to crap a little bit. Your brain goes to crap a little bit. Um, your heart and lungs go to crap for sure because you can't move your body and you're not getting as much exercise as you used to. Um, if you have more muscle in your body, you're going to be more resilient to falls as well. Like if you fall down and you have muscle and you've built up your tissues, so your joints, your ligaments, your muscles, your bones, they're going to be less brittle and more resilient to pounding, to hitting something. So you're also protecting yourself from an early death from falling. And it's not just the fall that kills people. It's the after effects. You're less likely to move because you're bedridden. And if you're bedridden, you're going to be feel worse and you're going to be in poorer health than if you could move. Um, so it's just such a big thing to have muscle on your body because it protects you for so many different things, metabolic diseases, from fall risks, from, you know, there's even research coming out that it helps with dementia and Alzheimer's disease and cognitively it helps you stay agile and, and healthier for a longer period of time. Um, so someone that is pre-diabetic or di diabetic already can help themselves function and feel better in daily life by lifting weights. I've, I've actually seen this happen with, with clients to where their energy levels are, I do this on a scale of one to 10, their energy levels are at one to three on a daily basis. When they start lifting, they're on a seven or above in just how you feel energy wise every day, because you are using the calories and the sugar and the carbs for a purpose. Those carbs are getting used. You're building muscle. Muscle loves carbs, so it takes less insulin um, to shuttle and push it away to where, where blood sugar needs to go. 
Um, so your body just is able to respond to those natural processes better. Shuttling sugar and carbs away into the muscle rather than into the liver, and then that causes problems. Fatty liver disease is a really bad thing that you don't want to have as part of metabolic disease. Um, and it's really crazy how just 30 minutes of lifting three to four times a week can change the way that you feel. You can reverse pre-diabetes in some cases. Um, you can go from being pre-diabetic to a normal, functioning, healthy individual by lifting weights. Um, it's just incredible what you can do by just incorporating a little bit of weightlifting and putting muscle on your body. The more muscle you have on your body, the more you are going to be resilient to a big flood of carbs. So every once in a while, we always like to indulge. So if you have three to five cookies in one sitting, if you have more muscle in your body, you're actually going to be able to process that better because it's going to be pushed into your muscles more. Once it's full in the muscles, it goes to the liver. And if it exceeds the liver, then it's just bad things are going to happen. Um, so making sure that you are trying to build muscle in your life. Research suggests that people lose 3 to 5% of their muscle mass each decade over 30, the age of 30, if they're physically inactive. And then one hour of resistance exercise each week can lead to a decrease in all-cause mortality risk. And I think it's like actually a huge decrease in all-cause mortality, which we're talking heart, lungs, stroke, uh, metabolic disease, Alzheimer's disease, all of those is all-cause mortality. Um, it, it might be like 10 to 20% decrease in risk or maybe even up to 50%. I can't remember the numbers, but it's a big decrease in all-cause mortality. And that means you're living longer and you're living more quality life. Um, muscle mass is also associated with a lower risk of death for chronic diseases, including cardiovascular, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease, and cancer. And one of the biggest, yeah, I've already talked about it. Um, it's a vicious cycle being bedridden and, and um, yeah, it's a vicious cycle being old, elderly and bedridden because the longer you're bedridden, the shorter life is going to be. And if you don't want to go out that way, having muscle mass on your body is going to make it better for you to die. And maybe morbid to talk about death, but I think you should think about it more, especially how you want to die and when, because obviously freak accidents can happen and your life can get snuffed out in any moment. But if you're thinking about, I want to die at 90, what do I need to do to die at 90? I need to be healthy. So I need to lift weights. I need to do cardiovascular training. I need to protect myself from diseases. And the best way you can protect yourself from diseases is from weightlifting. And I'm going to be biased on that one. I think weightlifting is the best way to uh, protect yourself from diseases. So if there's only one thing you do for exercise, lift weights. Three to, I mean, two to three to more times per week. Do that and you can go out in life on your terms. You can die on your own terms rather than being forced by some disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, metabolic disease. Some of those really awful diseases won't have to happen to you especially as you age, they're more likely to happen anyways. So be healthier by building muscle on your body. More muscle means a healthier, better quality of life, and you can die in your terms. Thanks for listening. This is the Inner Journeys Outer Ventures podcast. We'll see you next time.